Welcome to the Les Spellman Podcast, where we redefine how athletes develop speed by giving them the tools to play faster. All right, guys, so welcome back. This has been week one of NFL Combine training, and it's been a grind. It's been it's been great. Um, this podcast is going to talk a little bit about that week, a little bit about um, what we've been through just over this past week and what we're looking to do over the next couple weeks. Um, but really, I, I actually want to dive into like, what does my daily schedule look like? Because I get a ton of questions about what my day-to-day looks like. Um, the second thing I want to talk about is really just about identity. So I've been really paying attention to uh, what people say about themselves and what their limitations are, who they believe they are versus their actions and what they actually do. So we're going to talk a little bit about identity. Um, then we'll dive into what this week looked like from the NFL Combine standpoint. And then the last part, I actually have some questions from um, Instagram, actually, that people asked and, and, and wanted to know more about. So we'll dive into 10 questions from there. But first things first, um, just want to say, like, super grateful, super um, excited to have this many people listen to the podcast and share it. It means everything to me for you guys to listen to it um, and, and share it and talk about it and gain ideas. Like, keep giving me feedback. Keep keep sharing it. Keep talking about it. Uh, it's It's been huge. I, I can't even describe how grateful I am, so thank you. Uh, okay, so first things first, we're going to talk about my schedule. So we're going to talk about uh, what, I, what I do on a daily basis. And I'll kind of talk about it briefly, and I'll probably dive in deeper on certain subjects, but... If you have any questions, please reach out. But the first thing that I do is I wake up at 4.15 in the morning. Why do I choose to do that? Uh, first is my daughter wakes up usually around 6.30. And when she was waking up at 6.30 and I was waking up at 6.30, I wasn't really able to get in the things I need to get in, um, whether it's a workout or reading or planning. So I, I progressively changed my bedtime to earlier and my wake up time to earlier. So I started off at like 6 a.m. and just kept pushing it back like 15 minutes a week to the point where I got to 4.30, 4.15. And now I'm pretty much stuck at 4.15. I got, I know I'm, I'm there when I wake up automatically at 4.15 or the alarm goes off and I'm awake and I, I don't feel groggy, I don't feel tired. I'm just there. So 4.15 alarm, uh, immediately, you know, brush my teeth and all that, get ready. I typically have all my clothes ready for the day. So I have a, a bag packed for my workout clothes, uh, for my post ice bath clothes. Uh, and then I have a workout fit that's like ready on the chair. So I'm, I'm pretty much set. I don't have to think. I just dive into the clothes, take my bag downstairs, make my coffee. I take MCT oil, um, take MCT and collagen, both from a company called Bubs. Um, the reason why I use that company is like it is the cleanest product. Uh, I've seen for the MCT side and in the powder form um, and the collagen form. So I can b- put both my coffee and it doesn't taste bad. It tastes great, actually. Uh, so I do MCT oil, collagen, water. I do three vitamin C gummies and typically like two glasses of water and then walk out. Like that's that's it. Um, first thing I do is once I leave, I do a 5 a.m. training session. So Monday, I train acceleration. And typically I just follow exactly what the combine guys were doing so i do sleds um, all my drills and a couple shorter sprints and then on tuesday it's more of a tempo day so i've been using 
the curved treadmill to do my tempo runs. Right now I'm at 10 seconds um, at speed 13 or 14 with a 40 second break. And I do that 10 reps. So not very hard. Um, typically I do my lateral speed um, prep. Like anything that I'm going to teach the guys, like I, I kind of go through on Tuesday as well, um, as well as hurdle mobility. Wednesday is my recovery day, but I, I still come in just because I, I want to keep my schedule and I want to keep things going. Like I notice, like if I take a day off in between, like I just get sluggish or I just don't feel it on the next day. So I try to keep the same wake up times and the same schedule. So Wednesday I actually wake up and I come in and I stretch for like 15, 20 minutes. Um, then I go straight to the bike and I ride the bike for the rest of the hour. So 30, 40 minutes. Um, then I jump straight in the ice tub and in the ice tub I do on a, on a Wednesday, I'll typically go 10 minutes straight at 45 degrees. Um, and obviously like, I'm going to talk about this in a little bit, but uh, the ice is something that has really transformed me mentally more than physically. Um, it's allowed me to understand how to accept pain, uh, and, and still push and still, and still go through it and not, not stop because I feel uncomfortable, but push, um, the next thing I do um, on Thursday is I do a max velocity session. And just like I said, on Monday, I do the combine group uh, workout. So I'll do max speed runs. I'll do dribbles. I'll do light resisted chains. Um, it's usually a shorter session because there's such high outputs. Um, but yeah, I love that session. Friday, which is today, I'll do tempo work. So I'll do kind of a mix of what I did on Tuesday but just a little bit more extensive. So I might go 15 second runs um, and a little bit lower speed, but just kind of like shake out, feel better because Saturday is actually a day that I go hard. So Saturday, uh, I push my workout time to seven instead of five, um, get an extra hour of sleep. And I actually work out at UCLA and at UCLA is I usually wear my GPS and I see how fast I can run for the week. Um, why do I do it at the end of the week? Well, mainly because I don't have anything after except one training session. So it's, it's much easier for me to get in that one session on Saturday. So I'll do my max speed that day and I'll do all my ISOs and things like that. Um, so that's my Saturday. So anyway, that's my 5 a.m. except Saturday, which is 7. Um, after my 5 a.m., I have two high school kids that come in at 6, Jalen and Justin. And if you guys know anything like about the past couple of years, like, I haven't taken a lot of personal clients and mainly because I just didn't have the time to take on, um, high school kids because the only times I could train them was either very early in the morning or very like, you know, 4 PM, 5 PM. And I wanted to spend that 4 PM time with my daughter and I, I didn't want to compromise that. So that, that became family time. So the really only the time, only time that I had was early morning. And because I haven't been in a gym for two years now, Finding field space at 6 a.m. It's kind of difficult. So I actually, actually didn't do any any training sessions with high schoolers. I had a couple guys here and there. But Jalen and Justin are two athletes that I think are next up. Uh, extremely focused, extremely well-mannered. Um, their dad, Fred, is uh, now like a mentor and a friend to me. And he's a great, great person. So taking on Jalen and Justin, they're going to do some amazing things this year. So just, just watch out for their name, Jalen and Justin Lewis. Um, at 7 a.m. after that training session, I go into a meeting with the staff. And typically, it's just a rundown of the session that we're going to do that day, uh, what equipment's needed, uh, what personnel are needed, 
what to look for, um, all of that. At 7.30, I have my breakfast, and it's pretty much the same thing every day. Two packets of oatmeal and a protein shake. I used to eat eggs every single morning, but for some reason, like, recently when I've, when I've eaten eggs, like, I've just had digestive issues and hasn't really sat too well with my stomach. So I stopped eating eggs, um, and also my inflammation went down considerably. I stopped eating eggs. So I don't know, maybe I have an allergy to it that I didn't know about. But I've been feeling pretty good not eating eggs. So that's 7.30 to 8. Um, from 8 until about 9.30, that's our session, um, which I'll go into kind of like what those sessions look like in a second. Um, from 9.30 to 10, typically it's clean up, wrap up. I like People laugh at me, but I have like this moment right after a session where I just like sit there and stare into blank space. And, and typically that's like me mentally running through the session to see like what went wrong, what went well, what I'm going to actually talk about with the team when I review. So that's, that's, <laughs> that's why I have nothing planned that 30 minutes after at 10 AM we review the session. So we go through and we talk about, um, you know, here's what happened. Here's what went well. Here's what didn't go well. Um, and here's what we have to do next time. And all the staff's in that session. Uh, right after that, the guys come in and we do a video review session with the guys. So we go through, we film every rep, we upload it into their into their profiles um, on on Form, which is a it's it's an app that allows you to store videos online, but also create groups and create uh, individual profiles per guy. So we can dive into each profile and see each guy. So it's very easy when I have meetings just to pull up their profile and go through their videos. So we do that right after our staff review. Um, for about 30 minutes, like short, quick, here's what to focus on. Here's where you're improving. Here's where you're not improving, et cetera. Um, right after that, I typically have a couple calls for the business. And then I go into lunch around 12, uh, usually like 11, 30, 12, I have lunch. Um, lunch is pretty simple. Usually, uh, a lot of protein, a little bit of carbs with like sweet potatoes typically. And then a good amount of vegetables, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, uh, spinach, any of those. Um, at 12.15, we start our lift. And our lifts are pretty simple. Monday and Thursday are lower body lifts. Um, we squat Monday, we deadlift Thursday. Tuesday, Friday are upper body. Um, it's more max strength on Tuesday and more dynamic or repetition on Friday. Um, that goes to about 1.30. And then from about 1.30 to 2.30, I don't know. I just like to hang out with the guys a little bit, like talk to them, sit with them, have conversations. Like, I don't know. I've been I've been in this game now for 10 years, and I feel like I've missed a lot of relationships because the times where guys, like, connect are, like, before the session, after the session, lunchtime. And I would, I would always be upstairs doing data during those times. So, like, I missed on so many relationships because – I was just so focused on getting better that I failed to realize like I could get guys better by just being in their ear, having a relationship and being able to talk to them. So I actually focus on that now. So right after the lift, I spend time with them. Um, and then typically after hanging out with them, I do my personal lift and my personal lift is usually exactly what the guys just did, just modified a little bit down. So it's not going to be all the volume. It's not going to be all the weight, but I'm going to know how it feels. And I'm going to know, basically, I, I want to know how the guys feel 
the next day. And because that adapts my warm up, that adapts. Obviously, they can tell me, but like, I actually know how they feel because I'm I'm doing a lot of it with them. I actually did my 225 test today. Surprisingly, I did 17 reps. Like, I was not expecting that. No warm up either. Um, I was a little disappointed though. I usually hit like 20, but I had uh, no warm up, so I'll give myself a pass on that. Um, right after my personal lift, I go into an ice bath and I sit in there for about 10 minutes, 45 degrees. Um, very similar to how I do Wednesday morning. And instead of like blocking out the pain, I really try to go deeper. I try to feel um, everything. I, I want to feel the ice. I want to feel the cold. And I want to accept it as uncomfortable. I, I don't want to push that feeling away. Like I actually want to sit in it and breathe and know this is uncomfortable, but I'm still sitting in here. I'm still attacking. I'm still feeling it. Um, versus saying like, oh, it's not cold. It's warm. You know, whatever. Like I, I want to actually feel it. I want to be in it. So um, that's why ice bath. Uh, after my ice bath, I do a little bit of work, like immediately because my brain is super sharp. Um, make sure the data is set up for the day, for the next day. Um, and I go home around four, from four to seven, I have family time. Spend it with my daughter. She usually gets home like 3.30 from school. So she tells me about her day. Like yesterday, she read scary books. I'm um, excited to see what she talks about today, but that's my family time. And then from seven to 8.30, I go through a next day review. Typically on Zoom, like this year, we've hired a couple um, young sports scientists that are really good, one from Oregon, and one is like um, just coming out of like working in, uh, I don't even know how to explain it, but like the rehab space essentially, and has come on to, to help us with sports science. He's been great. Um, by 9 p.m., I'm in bed, um, and typically between 8.30 and 9, I pack my stuff for the next day. I like to build my day so I don't have to think when I wake up in the morning so I try to stack all the things that I would think about late at night so like what clothes am I going to wear what what am I going to change into um what bag do I need what shoes do I need like all those questions what jacket do I need what's the weather I feel I do all those things between 8 30 and 9 at 9 I'm in bed um I watch a little bit of tv um sometimes or read uh, Kyle Bolton told me to read Breathe, which is a really good book. So I've been trying to dive into that from from nine on. And then I just go to sleep. So I typically fall asleep probably around 9.30 and then starts all over again. Um, now, this schedule is like, sounds like pretty crazy. But I've actually built this schedule over time. And it took me a while to really get to this schedule because leaving Combine last year, like I, I realized like, yo, like you got to get your stuff. You got to get your, your whole system figured out because last year combine, I didn't work out. I was like 218 pounds of 208 right now. Um, I was not working out hard at all. I was drinking on Tuesdays. Every Tuesday, me and Duke Mannyweather would go get like espresso martinis and, you know, we would eat pretty good. Like I just wasn't regimented. It was a lot of fun. And, um, but, you know, this year, like, as a, as a father, as a man, um, I really wanted to be more present. I wanted to have more energy for my family. And I, I kept I kept thinking, like, workouts don't, like, I don't need to have energy to work out. I need to create energy by working out. And what working out has been doing is it's helping me create energy. And it's helping me, um, you know, 
get into my day, get into my system, get into my flow. Um, at TCU, they talk about running hot all the time. And running hot to me is like, when I walk into a room, people can feel it, but it's my energy. My energy is built from working out. Um, I feel like I'm always like, almost like breaking a sweat. You know what I mean? Like I am always feeling running hot where I feel like my energy is so hot that I'm almost breaking a sweat throughout the day. And I want to, I want to stay there as much as possible. Like I'm trying to stay in that zone where I feel like I'm just running hot. Um, it, it allows me to communicate better. It, it takes away my anxiety. It takes away my fears. It makes me more focused. It makes me drive harder. It makes me push harder. Um, it makes me a little bit louder, you know, like gives me a little bit of an edge and I just want to run hot. So that's what working out has been doing. Um, you know, it's, it's been really cool this week because, um, you know, my energy, my tempo has increased and my, my focus has increased. My discipline has increased. And, you know, when that happens, you become aware of everything else around you, you know, like, is everyone else like this? Um, and what week one is for me is like, I want to know how guys are like, I want to know, not just like how guys are like physically, I want to know how they are mentally. I don't really, uh, and I don't mean this in a disrespectful way. Like, I don't really care where you start at physically because I'm a, I know I'm going to, I have confidence as a coach. I'm going to improve you, but I do care about how you are emotionally, mentally, even spiritually. So that first week, I really spent a lot of energy, um, doing something called athlete archetyping. And I got this from Brett Bartholomew and essentially the first couple of days of combine, first two days are really actually individual sessions with each guy. And starting with Monday this week, like we had individual sessions with every guy because we got a chance to learn, learn them, train them, see how they respond to cues, see what cues they needed. Um, so that way we can kind of build it and we know like how these guys respond to certain things. So um, these are archetypes that Brett Bartholomew talks about. I try to fit guys into these archetypes. So the first one is called a mouthpiece. A mouthpiece always has something to say. Good, bad, and different. They're always going to run their mouth. Um, thankfully we have no mouthpieces here this year, but we did have a couple, um, in the past. Uh, the second is a leader. So the leader is bringing out the best in others. So the leader is always like rallying the guys up, hyping them up. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Um, we kind of have a lot of these guys, actually a lot of leaders in this group, guys that were leaders on their team, guys that were captains, guys that push hard, guys that really push. Like, I love those guys. Like it, it's been cool to see them. The third guy is the novice. The novice is just there. He's happy to be there. He's eager, eager to learn. Um, we don't really have any novices this year. Like these guys are pretty elite. Um, the next guy is a politician. Like politician's a smooth operator. Like my daughter. Like she will reason and she will explain and she will try to fight for things and like that. You know, just somebody that is very political and just kind of like works the room and knows how to get certain things out of certain people. Um, don't have any of those guys this year. Um, but yeah, there, we do see those a lot. Quarterbacks, <laughs> smooth operators. Technicians, uh, are the next guy. Technicians are perfectionists. They're guys that like have to have everything exactly perfect before they move on. And like, we do have some guys like that. Um, it's not a bad thing necessarily. Like it's, it's not a great thing, but it's not a bad thing. Um, a perfectionist is going to obsess over the details. So you got to be very careful on how you give feedback to a perfectionist because you tell a perfectionist it's not good enough and they got to do this and they got to work harder. Well, that dude is going to be in the building at 9 p.m. Like for real, like it's not 
go home, bro. Like, go have fun. Go be a kid. Go be an athlete. Like, just go relax. Like, you know, technicians get stuck in that mindset. I was a technician, so I know that one pretty well. Um, the Royal is the next one. The Royal is very entitled. Um, they think they deserve everything. They think they deserve extra treatment. They think they deserve... I don't know. I, I don't even want to go into the Royal because I've had a lot of those, but none this year. So really nice. The next guy is a soldier. Soldier is great at following instructions. Uh, they'll do exactly what you say. Do 10 reps, they do 10, maybe 11. Uh, be here at six. They'll be there at five to nine. Like they are they, the perfect rule follower. Um, and they're really good to have. We have a couple soldiers. Um, problem is soldiers typically don't get creative and think for themselves like they can only do what they're told which is in some cases like this in combine it's fun um the last guy is the specialist where sports is actually their life like they don't really know much else like they've never been to a party and they never hung out like sports is everything um those guys struggle because especially during combine because um, there is no gain at the end of the week. There is no, you know, huge like event for them, like outside the combine, but the combines, whatever. It's not, not like a bunch of fans there and stuff. So those guys like struggle with the monotony of what we do. Um, so yeah, we try to push the guys into having more fun. Our environment's fun though. Like we have like, you know, planned events where guys will go out and hang out and stuff. But, um, yeah, specialist is, is, is difficult. Um, you're probably wondering if you list, listen this far, like, what did we actually do this week? <laughs> and, um, yeah, I guess I, you know, I'll go through a high level and, and kind of what a week looks like. So Monday guys come in, they do, um, correctives that are individual to them. So every guy has their own corrective sheet. Um, some guys don't like the word corrective, but I don't care. Like you understand what I'm saying. Um, then we go into speed. So speed is acceleration and it's more of a physical than it is technical, right? So we're going to do heavy sled runs or medium slow sled runs or light sled runs. We're going to get our volume in. We're going to get our reps in. Uh, we'll have our plyos. Like acceleration day is actually, uh, it's, it's a work day, right? It's like first day of the week, we're working. Uh, we'll do our three-point starts and stances and things like that, but less teaching. Um, Saturday is more of a technical day, and I'll talk about that. So two, right after that, like that's about an hour sometimes hour 15, not very long, but it's work, right? Um, then we take a break and we go straight into the film room and we, we just go over what we just did. So what I like to do is I, I take every free rep they do and I video that free rep, put it into those, into those folders on on form so that then I come right into the meeting after and then we talk about it. So instead of coaching them a ton on the field during that time, I try to get them, let them get their working, get their reps in, explore, and then I take them into the film room and then we break it down. All right, look, this week, this is what we're focused on, guys. Like, hey, look, we're still doing this. We need to get better at this. And that way, guys know they're going to get their work in on Monday, but they're also going to, um, you know, think Sunday night, like, okay, here's my cues. Here's my things I have to focus on because Les isn't going to be there telling me everything I need to do. Um, so we go straight into the film room. Then they take a break, have lunch. During lunch, I like to sit with them uh, and just talk anything that's outside of training, like phones away hang out, talk about anything outside of training. Like training is off the table. We're just hanging out. Um, you know, talking about girlfriends and movies, boxing, whatever. Um, we go straight from there into the weight room. Now in the weight room on Monday, 
we have a power block. So that power block is going to be um, a mixture of Kaiser. It's going to be a mixture of um, ankle, knee, or hip isos, and it's going to be some horizontal uh, projection type exercise. So that power block is kind of a primer for the lift, but it's also another opportunity to build the power base. So, you know, bilateral, um, you know, squat, we have the Kaiser, we have the switch machine, which I call it the switch machine, but it's called the runner for Kaiser. So you can measure power output um, of switching essentially. Um, and then we'll do our ankle, knee, and hip isos. And then we're pretty much after that point, after a quick warm up, we're good to go into the lift. Now, the lift on um, Monday is, especially this week, is more of a capacity thing with uh, it's our squat day. So we had eccentrics, we had uh, four second negatives, and the speeds were at um, 0.6 for each set. So it was relatively heavy. Um, and we did, uh, I think we did four sets of four sets of five here um, at, at 0.6. And then um, guys typically started in the 0.8 range and then we added on weight. And then once they started to drop off, we pulled back. Um, from there on Monday, we do some unilateral work. So step ups, um, we do some posterior work. We did uh, glute hams on this day. Um, yeah, I don't remember the entire workout, but that's that's pretty much what Monday looks like. Tuesday was a lateral speed day, and on lateral speed days, it's more of a lower intensity um, just because we're coming off that Monday high. Uh, and we still work, but we're not. when I say intensity, it's not like high-speed stuff. Uh, there are decelerations, there are changes of direction, but we're going through 5-10-5, but we're also prepping them for the season. So we are accumulating a higher volume of decelerations at different vectors. Uh, we're not just training for the test. We're, we're athletes. We're going to train like athletes. We're going to push forward. So we do some lateral change of direction stuff and then mix in some stuff that's going to help them and bulletproof them for next year. Um, Wednesday, oh shoot, Tuesday evening, sorry, um, is our upper body lift. It's our max effort upper body uh, with an eccentric emphasis on week one. Um, bar speeds were about 0.6, so relatively heavy. Um, we had weighted pull-ups that day as well, and then just a ton of accessories. Um, guys, after that day, we'll do the recovery. Some guys get massaged on Tuesday. Some get them on Wednesday. So I'll go in, um, Normatech, ice, massage, whatever they do, whatever their routine is. Uh, Wednesday, we come in, is yoga. It's meetings. I have individual meetings with guys kind of spread out through the day, 20, 30 minutes here and there. Um, talk about what we just did the first two days. Um, what do you, what do you need? Like, what do you need from me? Um, let's go through your technique, whatever. Um, do a lot on Wednesdays with the guys individually. Now Thursday also, so you guys know, um, not to confuse you, but on Tuesdays, I have a group in Orange County with Jordan Palmer that JP runs and that's all quarterbacks. I'll release their name soon. Um, but on Tuesdays, I actually drive down to Orange County in the morning from LA and then I drive back for the upper body lift. Um, I'm actually running a house in LA for this combine process. So I'll be able to kind of bounce in between the two. Um, so on Wednesday, um, as I was saying, was more of massage, meetings, and then yoga. We have a hot yoga studio and they can hit that and then just chill. I just have fun, go, go relax. Um, Thursday is max speed. Max speed is um, a shorter session because we are really increasing the intensity and dropping the volume, tons of rest times. Um, so 
we'll do high outputs this day. Uh, we'll do wickets. We'll do flies. We'll do uh, light resisted chain runs. Um, but flow, like I'm more about flow this year. Like I'm not trying to. My voice is a distraction. You know, I've, I've recognized that. Where the more I'm talking, the less work is being done. So beginning part, I want to work. I want to see, like, we'll do the video work. We'll talk through it later on. And these guys are high-level athletes and can learn anything. So, you know, like, I'm going to I'm gonna let you do the work, and then we're going to talk about it. So I go through that session, um, come back to the facility, go straight to the film room, talk about it. Here's what we did good. Here's what we can do better. Move on to the next session. Okay, short break, lunch, eat with them, talk anything but training, uh, go into the weight room. It is a deadlift day. Uh, we use trap bar deadlifts with the high handles on this day. Uh, right now, we're still uh, moving the bar a little bit slower, but we will increase the bar speed on Thursdays, more of a dynamic lower. Um, and it's, a, it's another grind day. It's, it's a little bit shorter, a little bit faster in the weight room, a little bit more reactive with our uh, jump selection, the pile selection. Um, yeah, and then Friday, Friday is a multi-directional day on the field. It's a short session. Um, we, we challenge them from a curve running standpoint to, to mimic the L drill. Uh, we'll practice the L drill a little bit. Um, then we'll get into a little bit of tempo, curve linear tempo, and then that's it. Pretty simple. Uh, and then that's the capacity day for upper body. So that's the day, like today we, we did the bench press. Um, yeah. So we'll get a little bit into capacity stuff, um, in the weight room. So, uh, weight room is bar speeds today. We're looking at 0.8. Uh, and trying to keep all of our sets above 0.8. Um, we're doing sets, I think we did four sets of 12, keeping the bar bar speed above 0.8. And we kind of, indi we had individual weights, loads for each guy. Do um, it and a ton of accessory work and back work and fun session. I, I, I hopped in this session a little bit and got, got some juice going, got the guys fired up, so it was fun. Um, then after that session, guys go recover, cool down, chill. We have a quick meeting uh, just to talk about the next day. Like, hey, guys, like, Saturday's going to be X, and then we walk through it, and then, boom, guys go home. Um, Saturday, it's probably my favorite day of the week. We do a ton of teaching on Saturdays, actually. So um, tomorrow we're going to run a 20 and test that. Um, we have a 1080 tomorrow. We'll do our view motion stuff, so we'll get the technical profiles. Um, shout out Johnny Stodu, by the way, just for uh, – Helping get helping us get set up with that, so it, it's awesome. If you're wondering about using it, it's awesome. Answer is yes. So, um, we're at UCLA on Saturday, which is amazing. Thank you, Keith Belton. Thank you, UCLA, Ron, Ron, everybody, um, Diamond. You know, for letting us be there. So they give us the whole facility, and from ten to twelve. So we go in there, and typically what we do on Saturdays is a lot of technical work. But this Saturday will be a test. Um, we'll go in there, we'll practice the stances, starts, we'll walk through, we'll video, take our time. Um, we'll do our targeted resisted runs, which is individual per guy. And then, uh, yeah, that's really it. Like it's a, it's a work day, but it's a lot of thinking, a lot of, a lot of communication back and forth. Cause during the week we're working and we, you know, we've talked through it throughout the week. Um, but Saturday we, we, you know we allow them to kind of go express it and then we talk about it and pull them back and pull them forward. Um, but it's a, it's a great debt. So, uh, we'll, we'll be videoing. You guys will see that. Like you guys will see that. So, but yeah, that's, that's my week. And that's the combine week. I, you know, didn't take any notes on that. So I was 
kind of just flown off the top of my head. So I'm apologizing. <laughs> I was a little bit out of order. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a work, it's a work, it's a work day. And I love it. I just have so much energy when I'm doing it. Cause like I'm back in an environment that I love. Like most of the year I'm doing calls and zones and it's just fatiguing. Like it's so tiring and it's, it's, it's draining at times. I love it. Don't get me wrong, but I love being with the guys. I know we're locked in for eight weeks. I know we're going to push together. I know we're going to fight together for the next eight weeks. So, um, being in there with those guys for that long, like it's just, I just love it. I just absolutely, absolutely love seeing them in the weight room, just pushing, coming over and just saying, yo, pick it up. Let's go. Let's go. Let's, let's, let's push. Um, so yeah. But anyway, we got 10 questions. I'm going to run through each one um, relatively quickly. And we'll just keep doing this. Like, I love the questions. I love everything you guys have been asking. Um, so, yeah. The first question is, what's the best cue to help athletes get good hip projection and negative foot speed? Um, there's there's a lot of cues. But I would say I would that's more of a physical thing. Like, hip projection, um, you could cue it. But it, they, they have to feel it. So... I would do it static first. So teach them hip projection, like on a, on a sled, like here's how you project your hip and shoulders forward. Right. Then I would work it resisted. Here's how you project your hip, um, drive yourself into the band, try to go forward. Um, and then I would work on it free. So project your hip, pretend that band is still there. Use that same force and drive yourself forward. Boom. Like, you know what I'm saying? I would I would stack the skill that way. So typically we'll go um, like on our projection day, which is our force day, which is our acceleration day. Those all go together, right? And that's our Monday. Um, we would do a power drill. We do a static drill. We do a resisted drill. And then we do a free drill. Um, and that's all working projection. Now, negative foot speed is a little bit harder skill. That's really the switch. And switching has a lot to do with timing. So I want to get the timing right. Of, of when I switch. Um, so the way we do that is kind of the same way. Um, you know, you do something powerful. So we do a lot of power uh, on the negative foot speed type, like switching. Um, you can do switching on the Kaiser machine. If you don't have a Kaiser, you can just do switching on the wall. Um, we just work that, that switch, that athlete understanding both legs moving at the same time backwards. One leg is moving backwards, the other leg's shooting forwards. Um, do it resisted will help you just literally slow down the switch so you can actually switch with power, but not have to do it in the same uh, frequency that you typically do it. Um, yeah, and then do a free, see if you can express it. So no cues, just work. Uh, second is what's something you would want your business to develop on more? Um, yeah, great question. I think I'm learning. Um, second question is what's something you'd want your, your business to develop on more? Um, I think my business right now is, is doing a really, really good job of showing what we do, um, the people in it and how we do it. I think one thing that I want to develop a little bit more is just, um, getting the programming out there more. Like we, we released a program that like 500 people bought and, it's not about how many people it was, but it just shows like a need for it and how many people want to get programming. So I want to do better at that. Um, three, have your findings formula change as your business grows and more studies come. Hell yeah. <laughs> like, hell 
Yes. I think every time um, J.B. Moran, Ken Clark, Jonas Dodu, Alan Murdoch, Ryan Grubbs, like anytime I see anything from these people uh, with a case study or research and it, something's changed, we're going to adapt the business. Like that's our job. Like we're not going to really adapt our philosophy because like within our context of our philosophy, we go off of research. And if research is saying X, then we're not going to ignore research and say, this is what we know better. Um, so it's small changes. Like we made a small change last year to work on thigh angular velocity to make sure number one, we had the range. Uh, number two, we had the frequency of that range. And number three, we're hitting the ground hard, um, which helped, you know, it's, it's small things. There's not much that's new. There's just things that come out that are a better way of explaining it. So we, we, you know, we take it. And, you know, one thing that we put in this year was Alex and Tara's ISOs and they've been amazing. Um, four is how to, how does speed training differ for O-line? Great question. Um, O-linemen this past year, we had a lot more force and projection blocks and heavier resisted running to really get that start. Because with those guys, like if we could get their start, very powerful, very aggressive, we knew that they would run a good 40. Whereas if we only focused on top speed, those guys would struggle getting to those speeds and um, they wouldn't be able to hit them. So we did that. We had great success. More, more alignment under five seconds. We were one of the best in the, in the country this year. So, and that was all alignment. Uh, number five, what would you go back and tell your younger self? Um, what would I go back and tell my younger self? I would say appreciate where you're at more. So like look up and see like all these people love you. All these people are here for you. All these people, um, you know, just kind of be more appreciative of what's around and more appreciative of people. It's almost like sometimes when you're young, think of people not as dispensable, but like they'll always be there or there's more people you're going to meet. But the best people that I've met in my life, like a lot of them have been around for a while. Like you kind of, it's interesting, like as you grow older and have family, like you kind of have your people. And obviously I'm meeting new people and finding new friends and things like that. But um, there's people that I haven't appreciated as much as I should have in the past. And I just want to make sure I don't do that anymore. Uh, number six, working on max speed in season at beginning, middle, or end. Beginning, for sure. Um, if you can't do it before, then make the session or the practice faster. Take guys aside and have them do in and outs. Um, make sure you're getting that speed exposure in season. Um, getting the 80, 87 to 90% of your max in season. Um, number seven, how do you get to work with pro players in season? <clears throat> well, two ways. So one, if the team brings me in and I work with the you know players through the team, that's one thing. Uh, second, uh, players can actually get a copy of their data, um, all their GPS data, all their medical, everything, every piece of data that they take on them from a physical standpoint, players are allowed to have. So there are instances where players will give me that data and ask for help on interpreting data to see what's best um, for them. But typically what I do is I, I, I don't like to go outside of the team framework because 
teams know the guys better. They spend the most time with them. They're very competent. They're very, they're insanely smart. Um, so yeah, I think I don't really need to do much more than that. And I don't like to interfere with what teams already have going on. So unless I'm being brought in, um, yeah. So, uh, but the college teams, like we have contracts with Arizona, um, a couple other teams. So, uh, that's in season work and that's contract work. So, um, number eight, training for the 40 while mitigating injury risk, um, monitor volume and intensity mainly. So, um, first look at just like how much, how much work am I doing? What intensity is it? And how far apart are those intense peaks? So like during the, during the combine process, like you try to get in three peaks a week, like three intense peaks a week. Um, but they're not the same. So one day is max speed and two days are acceleration for most of the training. Um, and then we flip to two days, max speed style kind of transition max speed and one Excel. But I would say separating the intense piece, um, you know, with recovery and, and making sure the recovery is actual recovery. Um, so yeah, I think that's important. Um, why do I want to do this? Like, I want to leave a legacy. I want to help more people like me that didn't really fit into a box of like strength and conditioning or didn't fit in the box of PT, like people that want to create their own lane. I want to give people, um, courage to do that and go create what they want to create. Um, yeah, that, you know, and leave something for my daughter that she could run. Uh, last one is biggest lesson this year. Um, my biggest lesson this year was, uh, don't be afraid to be like, don't be afraid to be yourself and demand things of people that you demand of yourself. So holding people accountable in 2023 is like aggressive for some reason. Um, and I think that I need to get back to holding people accountable and holding myself accountable first. But holding people accountable for what they say, um, holding people accountable for what they do, and understanding that people really need um, accountability partners. And like on our team right now, like we all text the group chat at 5 a.m. Are you up? Are you up? Are you up? Let's work. Let's go. Let's push. And if you don't, it's not like, oh, you're fired. It's more like, yo, yo, do better. Like you slept in today. Do better. Like get that work in. Um, so yeah, that's the biggest lesson this year. And those are 10 questions. So we'll roll through a couple more questions, maybe in a couple weeks, but appreciate you guys listening. It is now 4.15 PM and it's time for my training session and I'm late. Um, and I have my ice bath session and then I have my family time, which is now late as well. So I'm about to get yelled at and I will see you guys later. <laughs> Peace. Thank you for listening to the Les Bowman Podcast. If you do me two massive favors, first, please rate the podcast and give it five stars if you enjoyed. If you didn't enjoy it, please still give me five stars. <laughs> Second, please share this podcast with another coach, an athlete, or a parent who wants to learn how speed is developed. Thanks again for listening and check out the podcast description to learn more.